exactly 11.30. Welcome to Politics Today on KFM 92.9. This program, this particular program takes a look at um, a particular topic weekly and it comes to you live on KFM 92.9, the station that rocks. It highlights issues concerning the development of the nation's political system. And in this week's edition of the program, we will be looking at the role of peaceful coexistence so as ensuring national development. I am your guide, Princess Hatboraro. I'm not here alone. My guests are already seated. You'll be hearing their voices shortly. What comes to mind when you hear peaceful coexistence? Well, it is an essential ingredient towards the attainment of national development in every given community, society, and the nation in particular. And the Nigerian society has witnessed and still witnessing several violent conflicts stemming from religious, political, ethnic, and economic reasons with varied negative implications for national integration and sustainable development. It is against the background that uh, most people argue that Nigeria, to, for Nigeria to achieve the desired overall development, everybody must contribute to the restoration of peace and unity of this great nation. Joining me in the studio to examine what are the prerequisites needed to ensure peaceful coexistence and sustainable national development, uh, the the... As Nigeria joins the rest of the country today to world, the world to, in observing the 2023 United Nations International Peace Day, uh, the founder and national commandant of Peace Corps of Nigeria, Dixon Ako. Uh, good morning, sir. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. It's my pleasure being here. We also have with us the chairman, Arewa Transformation and Leader and National Coordinator, Interfaith Association, Yusuf Ibrahim. Good morning, sir. Thank you, and thank you, listeners. Okay, so the day will be marked tomorrow. 
All right, once again, welcome to the show, gentlemen and dear listener. We appreciate you for joining us today. Uh, let me come straight to you, Mr. Ako. Once I see you, the first thing that comes to mind is peaceful coexistence. <laughs> and your men came into the studio beautifully and uh, really nicely put together. Thank well you. done. So Thank what is this all about? Uh, talking about... Uh, the peace and peaceful coexistence of Nigeria. In what way can you describe the peaceful coexistence across the country right now? Well, there are uh, heightening tension in the land. Uh, though we're enjoying some relative peace, but it's um, from the agitation of here and there, the kind of uh, peace that is prevalent in Nigeria today is likened to a graveyard peace. Hmm. And uh, it's something of serious concern that um, we need to take every pragmatic step to address. That is why the Peace Corps of Nigeria is leveraging on the International Peace Day tomorrow to organize areas of activities in order to sensitize the populace, particularly the youth, on the necessity for us to live peacefully, embrace the virtues of peace, and also advocate for good governance. Because you talk about uh, the uh, the causes of conflicts in Africa generally, you look at dictatorship, look at uh, human rights abuses, social injustice, economic inequality, all these things put together, and the activities of some egocentric politicians. Put all these things together, they are the factors that are facilitating insecurity in the land. There is a global, global concern because a threat to any part of the world is a potential threat to the entire international community. I feel that is in the why in the wisdom of the Secretary General of the United Nations or the United Nations that they cautiously choose a team that reflects peace. That is why the International Peace Day that will be commemorated tomorrow globally focuses on action for peace. If you look at the theme for the year celebration, action for peace, uh, global agenda, you understand me, global agenda for growth is the, is, is the focus for tomorrow's uh, celebration. That is to say, we are not only expressing concern as far as we are concerned as a nation over insecurity that have dented our peaceful existence. The international community, the United Nations, they are also expressing a concern, and we hope that uh, the message will go all out there, and people will see the reason that without peace, there can be no meaningful development anywhere. You talked about the fact that there is grave silence. That description, I'd like you to give us what you mean by that. What, what I mean, we call grave silence, yes. We thank God that today we are united as a country, but the agitation coming from here and there, Insecurity, you, you had what happened yesterday in the southeast, resulting to the, uh, the, the, the death of uh, the killing of some uh, gallant officers and men. That is part of it. It's an agitation that resulted into that kind of killing. You also have people complaining of one, uh, one um, uh, uh, social injustice or the other. All these things are facilitating factor. That is to say that though we are living peacefully as a nation, but definitely there is tension in the land. And through one activity or the other, or through sensitization, we need to calm this tension for us to be seen as a truly peaceful and united nation. Uh, Mr. Yusuf Ibrahim, let me come to you now. 
Is there any society or nation that can develop that common understanding among its citizens? Is, is it a possibility to say, okay, let me do my thing, you do your thing, and there's no understanding that, okay, we're different, but we have a common goal? Uh, I think um, on that note, I can say that uh, no any society can isolate itself or herself and expect any meaningful development as expected. And perhaps peaceful coexistence, as we, uh, as we illustrated, is that something, a very big ingredient that lead to meaningful development. Because without peace, in a peaceful atmosphere, that's where you can even discuss about development. In a peaceful uh, atmosphere, that's where you can talk about social interaction. So there are so many things that you, uh, you achieve when there is peace. And perhaps in every society, yes, you cannot take it away that there must be indifferences and uh, there must be crisis here and there. But the bottom line is that at the end of the whole thing, how did you synergize effort to resolve the crisis and bring back a situation whereby everybody will live in peace and development will now be an issue that is supposed to take place and the hurt um, schools and other facilities boils down to issue of peace. And that peaceful existence is very essential in every society. Nigeria is not exceptional. And we all understand that in Nigeria, as a case, as a case study, we have been having these challenges of uh, frankness and misunderstanding. But fundamentally, the only way we can solve this issue is an idea of admittance and forgiveness. One need to say, yes, please, I offend you. Others need to develop the mind of, I forgive you. That is what other transformation leaders and uh, uh, religious interface are trying to bring to the table, what we call um, uh, um, total forgiveness. Total forgiveness, that is, when you have somebody that you offended, you need to come. Say, please, I offended you, please forgive me. And the other person will now equally come to the other thing, okay, I forgive you for the fake of peace. By doing that, Nigeria will be able to achieve and attain the targeted goal that is going to lead to the development of our country. Uh, Mr. Yusuf, it feels good listening to you talk about peaceful coexistence and how we can forgive one another and move on to for development's sake. What I'd like to know is, are we passing this me message to the younger generation? Because what you see on, 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 on a daily basis, especially on social media, are people just fighting for their tribe, their tongue, their religion? There seem to be some very uh, significant division among people. How well are we taking this message of peaceful coexistence leading to development to the people, making the Nigerians understand that you as an individual need to play your role and collectively we can do better? Okay, just like as uh, Commandant Elias stated, all these issues of crisis here and there is as a result of egocentrics. And it now boils down to the idea of understanding the culture, the attitude and the fate of individual, so that you will not be able to trample into beliefs of others. Uh, in the case of Nigeria, we understand that uh, there are so many things that we left untouched. Perhaps it's not it's not healthy for us to, to discuss some certain issue. Now, there's what we call total forgiveness and uh, to, uh, uh, total forgiveness, like I earlier stated. You need to reconcile. We need to trace at what point. Uh, the, the divisions of Nigeria started because you need to know the crisis, the genesis of the crisis before you can offer solution. Without knowing that, it will be difficult. We are just playing hanky-packy without finding a workable solution. And the only workable solution 
is absolute forgiveness. We need to have that because we have what we call total reconciliation and absolute forgiveness. The program is already online, whereby we have traced to the family of those who we consider uh, are the, the, the torchlight to the society who uh, one way or the other felt being uh, um, dealt with without justice. We took our time to visit the family of our first generation leaders, which up to today, if Nigeria wants to find solution to peaceful coexistence and development of the country, we need to go back to that genesis of the causes of division. Because you cannot just think that some people feel uh, humiliated and there was no word, sorry, which is very simple. And at the end of the day, we equally see the odds that, okay, yes, these people committed untold issues, but they go extra mile in creating everlasting havoc because people will continue to read about what happened or what they heard. And in Nigeria also, we are every tribe or every society always create uh, a mate discussion where history that is not existed, fabrication, and try to distort history. These are factors that lead to the disunity of the nation. Not until when we understand ourselves, we call for reconciliation, which Ariwa Transformation Leader has already put on table. The family of Amadou Bello, the family of Tafa Baleva, the family of Okote Ebo, the family of uh, Akintola, and that of the family of Ago Ironsi. We have met with them, we have discussed with them, we have, in fact, we have already laid a, 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 a template whereby we are going to synergize efforts to say, I offended you, please forgive me. Okay, I forgive you. Equally, you too forgive me for my extra step that we took for that in order to create havoc. The Kubu Gohan told us, evidently, that yes, he's ready to tender apologies to the people who feel that during his regime, certain things happened. And the family of those, especially the family of Kaduna Isogu and Ifejuna, has already made a statement that yes, they are going to on behalf of their son, who they felt that they are the genesis of the, the, the creator of the genesis of the crisis in Nigeria, are going to tender apology to the people that have been affected. And perhaps the family of those who are directly involved are ready to forgive the people that felt that they felt that uh, do justice to their family. And doing so, I don't think any other person can now hold grudges against each other because if the actual people that are affected has already said that they are ready to forgive those who trespass against them, crying more than the brave, that means you have other issues at hand that you need to resolve. I must commend your body, the Aliwa Transformational leader, uh, Leadership and National Coordinator. I must um, uh, commend you for that wonderful step. But let me come to you, Mr. Um, uh, Ako. The, he talks about the fact that the forgiveness needs to happen and then he also mentioned history. Do you think, because distorted history is one of the major problems that we're experiencing today, the youths um, and people of today really do not have a clear picture of what transpired um, in the beginning. And so they passed on all kinds of information to them, some persons using um, whatever whatever means to try to distort, the inform distort information and change history. And, and they are passing this information to the younger generation. And the reaction is what we see today, causing a lot of division and distrust, mistrust. Mm. How can we go back to teaching real history and making people understand that these are the things that happened in the past, these are the facts, make up your mind, let's move on? Well, um, I'll start by taking exceptions to people blaming the youths as being responsible for the insecurity in the land. I would like liking the cause of insecurity in the land to deliberate policies on the part of the political elites. 
the policy that uh, make our youth to remain unemployed, the vast majority of our youth to remain unemployed, and once you are remain unemployed, you'll be, you'll be susceptible to all form of negative tendency, including violence. And the number one thing I feel the government should do is how to effectively preoccupy the youth in one venture or the other that they will be productive to themselves and the society. Now, coming to, for me, I will always blame uh, the egocentric politician and ethnic warlord because where are the youth got getting this arm from? I saw one of the militants in the, in the Niger Delta with a particular arm, despite the fact that I was born in Dodan Barak. And I live in the barrack. I've never seen that kind of weapon before. How did those kind of young people get access to that? That is to say, there is one masquerade behind that I regarded as the ethnic, ethnic warlord that are responsible for financing all this. Instead of investing in the future of this youth, they rather choose to buy, equip them with weapon or, or mass destruction or weapon that will lead to the killing of one person or the other. For me, if we choose to revisit history and we don't do the needful, everybody know the reality on ground. Until why, just like my brother here is doing, I've been following his activity where we are closer, I never even know we meet here today. Why that is being done? Government should be thinking about coming up with deliberate policy. Issue of giving financial handout to youth will lead to more agitation. Rather, is how to effectively empower them, whereby, like I earlier stated, they will be productive to themselves and the society. That is just a sure way out. Now, if you look at the concern of the United Nations for this year International Peace Day celebration, is how the global agenda through the sustainable development goal can be actualized. Look for, fortunately for me, I happen to be with my team at the United Nations headquarters when the Sustainable Development Goal replaced uh, the Millennium Development Goal. And their focus about uh, 16 agenda, or tell about uh, 16 goals with so many targets to achieve this thing. And the, grand, the bottom line on how this can be achieved is peace, peace. That is us having a very peaceful uh, 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 atmosphere. So whatever is being done through advocacy, through dialogue, through social engagement to address uh, address this concern that have led to, led to agitation in one state or the other, let me tell you, in every facet of our society, there is one form of agitation now or the other. Mm. I was We'll talk about agitations um, after this. I would like to remind you that you're listening to Politics Today on Capital FM 92.9. If you're just joining us, this happens every uh, Wednesday at 11, 11.30. Our guest is still here with us in the studio. Our phone lines are now open for you to be a part of, a part of the conversation to make your contribution 0705 0705-353-8929. 89929. Do make sure your 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 you switch off your radio as soon as the call is connected. And we give just one minute to every caller to make contributions so we can entertain as many uh, callers as possible. That's 0705-353-8929. Let me take the number slowly this time. 0705-353-8929. Alternative number is 0705-746. Four eight one two. 
0705-746-4812. My guests uh, are Mr. Dixon Ako of uh, Peace Corps Nigeria and uh, Mr. Yusuf Ibrahim of the Arewa Transformation uh, um, leader, national coordinator, interfaith association. I'd like to say a special thanks to you. So let me let me let's get back to the conversation about um, uh, peaceful coexistence. There are so many other factors apart from the fact that okay, yeah, Nigerians, yeah, we're just here trying to manage our lives individually, trying to protect our ethnicity, our tribe, and our tongue and our religion. Are there other factors affecting the growth and development of this country, Mr. Yusuf? Thank you very much once again. Yes, there are factors because issue of um, agitation is just one segment among all the other issues that has created uh, rancor and setback for the nation. Like uh, as an organization, our organization has set a template whereby we are going to engage our people, most especially the vulnerable ones called Al-Majili. Al-Majili is not um, admissible in both Islamic religion and in our culture. Hmm. Yes. It's just an innovation mm. by certain elements that think that they want to exploit the the the, the younger generation, younger ones and the vulnerable ones because they make sure that they hypnotize them and make them become gullible, whereby they will take whatever they heard from the so-called people that they mistakenly take as their leader. And uh, at the end of the day, they become the societal norms. So we have, uh, we the our organization has interface and... Um, Synergize effort with one company called Educatia. Educatia is going to enlighten our people, teaching the people or the Al-Majili, and uh, they will teach Al-Majili both in their Islamic way and not in Western way, because we need to synergize too so that the two people can understand what mutual relationships are all about. A situation where you live all your life in a certain circle of area, people will hardly understand what is the culture? What is the value of other persons? So you limit yourself and your knowledge based on what you see. We want to create that avenue whereby they will be able to understand that outside the, the, the areas of understanding, there are other lives. And through that, you'll be able to see yourself as a united nation. Perhaps, uh, and our transformational leader has equally looked at it from the perspective of how can you empower the younger generation? Because without engaging them, you leave them to become uh, 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 to struggle to feed themselves. But that is another area where the government has serious issues to tackle. Take for example in Abuja today, because of the issue of insecurity, majority of the younger generation left the, their home to come to the settled to the city to search for uh, how to live, feed themselves, and send little back home. But the same people that are struggling this. In, without want to engage in vices that are capable of jeopardizing the peace and tranquility of the nation, yet they have been toppled upon, collect their, uh, their, their needs of um, livelihood, destroy it in their present. You are creating more insecurity because the mind of every individual feels that when you never my right, automatically he feels cheated and he'll be looking for all means to reciprocate, of which at the end of the day, it might be possible that the victim of that Reciprocation question might not be even aware of how the norms were created. That is clearly what happened to and what led to the issue of Boko Haram. So we need to create avenue how we can synergize effort, both the government and the civil society, and the entire society 
in general to see how we can come this menace of trample into the right of what you those people you think that they are vulnerable you need to bring them closer teach them how to live and they were going to live with their, their neighbor peacefully. Mr. Mr. Ako, well, the, he just mentioned Marjorie, and of course, generally, there's this belief that it's a religious thing, it's a cultural thing. No. But he just corrected that it's nowhere. What do you think the role of religious leaders and traditional leaders will be in this case of trying to make sure that we live in peace um, in order to ensure development? Well, I think uh, they need to go a long way. Beside making policy statements, to get actively involved in, in, uh, in social engagement of these youth. Why, what do I mean by social engagement? More of civic education. I still believe that at the level of secondary, primary and secondary school, we should begin to teach our younger one the virtues of peace uh, and the danger of war. We need to start that now because the prolonged years of military rule have given us a different psychology, a culture of violence, and that is what people believe of now. So I, that kind of social engagement will create room for better understanding and appreciation of where we are coming from, the level we are now. In the Peace Corps of Nigeria, you cannot uh, uh, be graduated from our training without you being subjected to peace and conflict uh, uh, resolution training because we felt that every member of the organization should be a mediator in one way or the other. The same, in the same vein, if we try to incorporate peace education, even at the level of secondary school, your Sami, it will go a long way in creating a better understanding on the psychology of our younger one, because they are the one, like Irati said, that this, uh, like I said, the egocentric politician and the ethnic warlord will always sensitize in a very negative way for them to go out and carry out violent tendencies. So the best thing we have to do is to go beyond just coming and appealing to people, live peacefully, without letting the people understand what it takes to live in peace and harmony. So, Mr. Yusuf, talking about peace and harmony, we have uh, different geopolitical zones in the country, and there's, there's a certain kind of perception of you against me that is currently happening there's there's this there's this trust issues that we as nigerians have when and then we we'll tend to be protective of our tribe and tongue we tend to be protective of us instead of a common goal as nigeria do you think that is a major problem that we're facing today and is it how is it um hindering development okay i think that um the idea of uh interest of groups or, or geopolitical zone, as the case may be, is not, uh, I cannot consider it as a factor that has hindered development in Nigeria. Rather, it will be even an avenue to uphold development and ethics. Because once you have an idea of history of who you are, you'll be able to develop, uh, protect the image and you bring something to the table that is going to be generally accepted and take to, that will lead to development. Take, for instance, in the past, Amadou Bello the Great has done so many things to the north. Likewise, the Aolo and um, the other, and I mean, as you those people were then protecting the interests of their people. But they equally make them to see and how worthy they are going to be taken if they come out to present themselves in a good manner. But a situation presently, the leaders, the unfortunate leaders, that we have that consider themselves to be rulers have already taken the advantage of the gullible. That is why they continue 
striving the younger generation so that you will not be able to see the light of the day, you will be subjected to be yes that um, uh, approach. And this are factor that, but a situation where you use where you come from to add value to the development of the nation, I think it's a good thing that everybody's supposed to uh, adhere. But when you use it negatively, just like as he said, that a situation where you hypnotize people negatively and you make to use them only for two of your personal interests, that is always what causes crisis and conflict. Okay. I think we need to leave that area. Uh, Mr. Ako, on a final note, what would you like to say to Nigerians as we look forward to celebrating tomorrow? Well, uh, we'll use the tomorrow to, to initiate a new national consciousness whereby people will know that imbibing the culture of peace is a sure way for us to uh, to uh, to move forward. I want also, while doing this, we should also be guiding against overflogging, uh, weeping uh, ethnic sentiment, because that is what people are relying on now to carry out violent uh, agitation across board. Thank you very much. I'd like to say special thanks to my guests and the national founder and national commandant of a peace called Nigeria, Dixon Ako, and the chairman, Arewa Transformational Leader and National Coordinator, Interfaith Association, Mr. Yusuf Ibrahim. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you. The producer has been Georgina Humphrey, assisted by Eugene Ungu and Risikat Ijeme. Sadiq Yaro has been the supervisor. I am Princess Aboraro. Thank you very much for staying with us. The Network News comes up next.